you've got to find an edge on that somehow. And generally, you've got to look at yourself to do that. You know, it's not a team thing, really. Because once your team's humming and you're playing and, and you're doing fine and you're sitting in and around the top, you know, you, you need consistency with that and you have to look at yourself and see what you can say, what can I offer the team? Am I at my best? Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Down Under Paintball. This is now episode 5 and today we're joined by Kane Reid from New Zealand. He brings some amazing insights into the sport. He definitely has a different way of thinking, a different way of viewing the, the paintball sport. So I think if anyone out there wants to take paintball serious and wants to push their game to the next level, this is someone that you should really be paying attention to. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the episode. This is Down Under Paintball. I'm here with my first international guest today. We have Kane Reid, all the way from Fielding in New Zealand. Hey, how are you, mate? I'm good. Uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for calling in, and it's good to get an episode recorded early in the morning for once instead of late at night. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good to get this done at the start of the day while the brain's still fresh. <laughs> but while the coffee's flowing. Yeah, the coffee's flowing, it just flew. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that uh, don't know you, uh, do you just want to give us a little bit of a background about you and the sort of area that you work in? Yeah, okay. Um, my name's Kane, uh, Kane Reed. I'm a personal trainer slash strength coach, probably more of a strength and conditioning coach these days. Um, I've been doing that for over 16 years now. Um, I'm in New Zealand in Fielding. It's the home of the Expendables paintball team. I was lucky enough to meet Dave Hopkins a number of years ago and uh, get on the paintball sort of scene and um, basically do the training for the Expendables paintball as they came through Super 7s into the Millennium Series. yeah, so I train athletes predominantly, sprinters, rugby players, uh, any any sort of any sort of athlete. Basically, sport sport to me. So my job's to make you better at your sport, better at being you, better at being yeah, just better at uh, being alive, really. So. Yeah, awesome. So so uh, you know, you said you met Dave Hopkins. What what came first, the paintball or, or Dave? Did he get you into into the sport? Yeah, it was Dave. It was pretty funny, actually. Um, I was doing, basically, I was doing a six-week challenge at the gym. So, well, it was a 12-week challenge back then. Uh, we used to do 12-week challenges, but people have got lazy, so they're down to six-week <laughs> challenges now. But um, that's how I met Dave. Uh, he came in and uh, signed up on a challenge. He, he He's a businessman, um, and his business was on the up, and stress was, was on the up. Um, so yeah, pretty much he came in the gym and signed up for the challenge and we got talking and, uh, he says, oh, I play paintball. And I said, oh, okay, do you? That's cool. Thinking, you know, what everybody does when they say paintball, uh, you go down the beach and we're in the forest and shoot at people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he says, um, oh, I'm captain of pretty much the best paintball team in New Zealand. And I was thinking, oh, hell, it's not much of a sport then. <laughs> <laughs> His team in New Zealand, and he and he and he laughed at me. And uh, then we had a chat, and he showed me a couple of videos online, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" So I wish I knew this when I was twenty. Uh, it's yeah. pretty 
it's the game that every kid plays in their backyard with the slug guns and things like that, you know? But, yeah, um, doing yeah, it no, for real. Yeah, doing it for real. And I was, I was blown away with the whole sort of arena setup. And yeah, then um, basically we went from there. I started training Dave, whipped some weight off him, got him in shape. And from there, the rest of the expendable boys, the Christensen brothers, uh, young Tom, come aboard. And um, yeah, it's been all go from there. So that's so pretty you've much worked. Right. Oh, you've worked in the in the gym with the Expendables. Have they have they dragged you out onto the onto the paintball field? Yeah, I've been there a couple of times. Um, I've only had a had a shoot maybe twice. Um, it's just time for me. I'm always busy. Like oh. you say, Scotty, this is this is the perfect time in the morning on a weekday. I I'm at work at four a.m. or I get up at four, and um then she's all go till seven p.m. at night. So. Yeah. But yeah, it's one of the things I keep keep putting putting on my list to do. Um, is actually now that Dave's got a paintball field and fielding and a club up and running, it's definitely something I want to try to find some time to do. Is um, you know, I was talking to Blakey Arthur about it, and he keeps he keeps giving me grief, telling me we should start an old man's league and I'll be I'll be away. <laughs> they call they call it the Masters, the Masters yeah, league. Yeah. Yeah, the Masters League. He called told me it's old man league. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like being cheeky. Yeah. But, um, I think, yeah, it's definitely something. We um, A little while back, I had a brilliant idea through some of the contacts I have with my other athletes was to um, I contact somebody in the in the local newspaper to get a bit of exposure for, for the Expendables when they're heading overseas to um, the Millennium Series, and we ended up on TV. So they brought a TV crew down from TVNZ, and we set up at the at the local rugby park, right in the middle middle of the park, and they come down and filmed us for the day. And then the um, Christensen brothers decided it would be a good idea to show Kane what a paintball feels like. Yeah. So yeah, one right between the eyes from Blake, oh, and I wow. swear, I swear to God, I just figured out that I can see a stream of balls, and if I move that stream to the left by about three centimeters, I was going to hit Blake at the basically he was in the um, God, he was sitting in God and I, he poked his head in and I thought I've got you, bomb right between my eyes <laughs> so <laughs> it's the difference between an athlete that can pick things up fast and a professional paintball player <laughs> yeah, I was well, like okay, Nick, five seconds like five centimetres and I've got you mate and it was too late <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you know that much about you know, you, you called the bunker God you, you already know what what uh, what bunker names are and stuff like that, yeah yeah, I'm a bit rough. Yeah, I'm a bit rough on them, but um, I actually haven't. I never got to see a lot of the last Super Sevens at the start uh, this year, the first one. Um, just been busy, but yeah, I'm a bit rough on them. But when I watch it enough, I, I pick it up real fast. Yeah, I mean, good. You know, I, I had the luxury of going to Paris with the boys for um, oh. days, and yeah, so I got a pretty good schooling over there. I mean, you're hanging around with. Uh, Yosh and Ryan and Marcelo and Blake and pretty much the whole paintball community, you know, yes. yeah, get up really fast. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, you, so you actually got to to experience paintball in Europe. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I went to the World Cup in Chantilly with them. So, it was amazing. It was definitely amazing. Um, probably one of the 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 biggest things I'm thankful for Dave is, is uh, I got to sit down and have paintball schooling from just just observe 
just observing those boys for for you know the the seven or eight days that we were together from from getting out of bed in the morning till going to bed at night hanging around with the dynasty boys um and just seeing how they go about things and you know learning to understand why they're so good why they're next level yeah i mean oh mate it's unbelievable I mean, I've I've got some pretty high-profile athletes that I've trained before, and um, I I've had lots of conversations with Yosh about that sort of thing, and um, just figuring out the brain, like the mindset of these boys, is is where it's at. That's why they're so good. It's their it's their mindset, you know. People yeah. look at look at them and wonder. They just think they're freaks. They're not freaks. They're no <laughs> different than anyone else. They're just well practiced. Yeah, they definitely, it's a full-time, you know, for them, it's a full-time job. It's something that they, that they, it's how they pay their bills. So they need to always be on point and always be trying to get one step ahead of of everyone else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, when you're hanging around with Ryan and Yosh, especially you're thinking these two pretty much started the sport, you know, they're they're the forerunners of modern day paintball, really. Yeah, hundred percent. That, that dynasty team that they grew up in is, is really, Yeah. yeah, they, you, you hit the nail on the head there. They they are yeah. the the godfathers. <laughs> yeah, they are, and I, I mean, I I purposely I I went online and I had a look at them because Dave was going. I, I started training Dave, and we were doing the super sevens, and they were getting better as they got fitter. They got better, and um, and, and that's more to do with focus than anything. Because when you challenge your body, you challenge your mind. When you challenge your mind, everything starts to click. So he was like, "Oh, we, we're going to go play." with Dynasty, and I'm like, who the hell are Dynasty? I didn't know who they are. <laughs> and then, so I actually went online and I watched a um, documentary about them when they oh, won yeah. the World Cup. I can't remember yeah. what the documentary's called. I think they were going back around to try and win it again. But, um, it could so be I, the Reckoning series, but I could be wrong. I, yeah, yeah it was, I'm not sure. It was like a feature documentary. It was about an hour and a half, maybe even. Yeah. Um, I watched that and just did a bit of research, and, and I was blown away by these guys. I'm like, okay. And then, and then I looked at the stats. So the All Blacks are the most winningest team on the planet. So their win, win to loss rate is higher than anybody else on the planet in any sport. Okay. And Dynasty's on the top five of that list. It's like, right. okay, these guys are pretty good, you know? And yeah, uh, and, and at the top, you know, there's, there's something to be said about, you know, there's teams like that could, could say that in Australia, but, or, or around the world, but they've been at the top, the top level as well, winning, not just at small local events or something like that. It's always they're at the, the the toughest paintball competition in the world. They're winning. Yeah, and I mean, you sit there and you watch, you watch, say any one of those boys walk out, and all of a sudden they just uh, they just took a point. They just go out and completely annihilate a team by themselves, and and you start to think, what's going on here? I mean, I seen. Every single one of them, we've seen Blake do it numerous times on Super 7s. They'll just play a point, and it's over. And everybody knows if Ryan's feels like it, he just destroys teams by himself. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, when you see them, when when you start to see the the that come out of one player, you, you're thinking, how are they doing that? You know, because talent's not God-given. Talent's earned. And... Uh, that, that's where I went. I just thought, all right, I'm just going to observe these guys. I mean, 
there was one part we were in one of the bunkers and um someone pulled a was was pouring a pod and they spilled the balls on the floor and uh Marcelo turns around and he said did you see that thing on YouTube last night that guy flowing a pod he's like you got to do this you got to do that and Ryan's like yeah yeah it was crack up and Marcelo showed everyone and um and Ryan turned around and said to the one of the guys who spilt the paintballs, he goes, you can't play until you can pour a pod. And I watched Marcelo, so I turned around and I poured a pod perfect, exactly how I did. I said to Ryan, can I play now? He goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> but yeah. you can't help but being competitive around them, you know. You just, like, being around them, you're amped all the time. And, and that's probably the biggest thing I learned from those guys was just the way that they go about their day. And then I can pass that on to the expendable boys and um, try and help them uh, improve the game that way as well, you know? Well, it's that, that experience, you know, there's, there's people that would pay pay real good money. And I, I think for someone that doesn't play much paintball, you've probably probably got a better paintball mind than, than half the people out on the field just, just by having that experience and getting that exposure to, to the top level and, and what it's like not just watching the games but, but off the field as well. Because it, it takes to win a paintball tournament. That's it's it's the culmination of everything. It's not just what you do off on the field. It's 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 like you said, mindset and off the field. Yeah, it's I, I'm I'm surprised. Like I, I'm jealous. I, I it's a it's a dream for for many a paintballer. I think to to have an experience like that. Yeah, it, it's insane. I sent Mike a photo when we were in, having dinner on the last night in Paris. And uh, I was sitting at one end of the table with Emma, and my wife, and um, she, she came with us. So it, me and Emma both went to Paris for for the time. And uh, Emma went uh, did a bit of shopping with Diane, uh, with Di, um, Dave's wife, and then uh, they came out to the paintball too. But I I took a photo and I sent it to Mike, and I looked down the table. I just uh, I captioned it uh, dinner with paintball royalty. So there was Blake and Spicker and, <laughs> you know, Yosh, Ryan. It was like Dynasty at the table. And I was yeah. just like, you know, this is awesome. This is why this is why I do my job to to get into these situations and learn. And you're dead, right? You, I mean, you should be jealous. It's a pretty amazing thing to kick around <laughs> with. These and, well, I mean, I can call them whenever I like. I send videos to, the, to them in the morning. They send me videos back to say this is what I want them to do. If I've got an issue with somebody who's not doing what I want them to do, I'll pick which one of those boys I want to to, to tell so that they can basically sort them out for me. <laughs> Depends how good they are, whether I, whether I tell Blake or Ryan or Yosh. But <laughs> if I think you're in big trouble and you really need to be told, I'll tell Ryan because he doesn't mix words. <laughs> yeah, right. But, you know, if you want a softer, more um, what is it, philosophical approach, a little bit more of a coaxing back into line, it's, um, you know, you tell Yosh because, you know, he's away with words. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, Blake, Blake um, does most of the coaching this way. So we, we have conversations quite often about where the boys are inadequate and what they need to improve on. And, and that can be anything from skill to, you know, fitness is fitness. But generally, um, figuring out why they're not being able to do what they need to do sometimes, where they're falling over, and a lot of that is is mindset and and the basic movement patterns of a paintball game, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah, like the you know the ebbs and flows, that kind of 
Is that what you're yeah. talking about? Like just yeah, I mean movements, positions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This, this is the way I've broken it down. This is the way. This is the way I see an athlete. Um, right now I have a 14 year old girl who's the fastest, second fastest female in New Zealand over 100 meters. So I I apply the same to her as I as I do to these boys. Um, I've trained Shane Cameron, the heavyweight boxer. He's one of my best friends. So. I've learned a lot from him through through the years. Uh, obviously, I've trained a couple of high-level rugby players. Um, hung out with Aaron Smith before he became an All Black a lot. Uh, Nani Laumapi, I trained him for a little while when he was still with the Warriors. So I, I've been able to watch a lot of athletes at the top end move. And then, obviously, hanging out with Yosh and, them, and Blake, being able to watch them and, and then compare notes. So it's it's sporters' positions. You have to be able to get into a position to to do what you need to do. So a position in sprinting is whatever position you need to be in, say in the start blocks, coming out of the start blocks, your first foot strike onto the ground. Um, in paintball, it's the same sort of thing. Yeah. It's like coming off the wall. What does if you took a photo, does the photo look correct? If you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. And, and heading out to the corner and then coming around and basically just bunkering up down the snake. So what does that look like? Where, where is the inefficiency in that movement, hunting it down and finding out why? If you know, Do you get, yeah. get where I'm coming at from that? If I took a photo of somebody, say, on their fourth step off the wall, looking where their head is, looking where the – marker is looking where their feet are going are they are they going to get there faster or slower so things like that um, is that something that you use a lot with, when you're working with with athletes you use a lot of like photography and video to so that yeah. you can play it back and show them what what it should look like always always i always always um i'm always doing like slow-mo well i, I just use a slow camera and I, that way i can just forward back, forward back to see what positions they're in when they're deadlifting, when they're jumping, all sorts of things like that. Um, and that's what I do when I watch the Super 7s. I, I quite often don't know what the score is or what the hell's going on. But I'm watching what people are doing so that I can see how they move. Um, yeah. Yeah, the one, yeah, I think Yosh is probably the person I learned the most about that from because, like, Watching Yosh is just like watching a Jedi Knight, really. He's like Yoda or something. He's, he's like, how does the hell does he do that? And then if you hang around with Yosh for a day, you figure it out really fast. Yeah. You see him warm up and he bends over and he puts his head on his knees. <laughs> like, oh, no, I get it now. <laughs> the reason he can get into these positions is because of his, his flexibility. But that flexibility is useless without the strength as well. So you start, I had to talk to Yosh about what he does and, you know, it's that, that's that right there for me is sort of what's, what's going on with the paintball now. And what I, what I've learned with the expendables is because paintball is a fairly new sport and, um, and the fact like, you know, rugby has been around since, you know, over, well over a hundred years now. Yeah. Well, and it's been professional for a very long time, and it's got a massive exposure. I think 
not disregarding that and learning some of the lessons that these guys have learned the hard way through through the years and then transferring them to your sport. And I think that's what, what needs to be brought in, in my perspective, into paintball, like the warming up and the cooling down and and doing your work during the week that's uh, more related to your physical aspect and your mental aspect, and then taking that and putting that into practice at practice with your with your marker and your team and your drills and moving on from there. Yeah, that's so, like from when I just in you know my sample size of when I started playing to to when I when I sort of finished up playing. Just the difference then, you know, back in the early days, like you said, it is the it's the beginning of the sport. Like it's it's changing so quick, um, and and I think it's got to a point now where the skill level has sort of leveled out. There's not not you can't really get many more gains there. Like, but a while ago, you could you know you could shoot better than the other guy or faster or, or that kind of stuff. But now everyone sort of hit a peak there. So I think like what you're saying, it, it comes down now to what what you're doing in between the points and 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 you've got to find gains elsewhere. So it's uh yeah it's 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 exciting to see that this is actually and that that's why I wanted to get you on the podcast because this is this to me is is the the next wave of paintball athletes and what they need to focus on. So it's, it's, it's been great uh, hearing like how, how you uh, analyze it. I, yeah. It was way deeper than I, than I expected you to go into this. This is, this is great. Um, yeah. You, you've, you've done a good, uh, a good job here. It's yeah. um, love the level of like detail and everything that you've really put into this. It's, um it's, it's awesome. Uh, you know, you mentioned Yosh, um, you know, sharing notes with him, like, was, it, was he quite open to, to sharing with you or oh, all his yeah, findings? Yeah. Those boys are amazing. Like, last time Yosha was here, um, when he came over to play with you guys, uh, he came in the gym and we went out and got a burrito for lunch and and uh, parked up and we're sitting there. And, I mean, Yosh, you – okay, so in the paintball world, you know, if there was a pecking water, Yosh would be – Damn near the top, right? It'd yeah, be, I'm a big fan of his, so I'd have to agree. <laughs> he'd be have to be one of the most sought after minds in paintball, I would think. And if he's not, he should be, because the guy's mind is amazing. Um, so I sat down and I talked to him, and we were just talking about um, athletes, full stop. And I said to him, I said to Yosh, I said, this, this is Yosh's mindset. This is why these guys are so good. We're sitting there, and I said to him, I read a book. It's uh, called Legacy. And I said, I picked it up at a bookshop for like two bucks in the second-hand bookshop. And I said, it's called Legacy. And it, and it was sort of commissioned by Sashi and Sashi. And it's, um, it's, like, it's something like 10 lessons you can learn from the All Blacks. And he goes, oh, yeah. And he goes, I love the All Blacks. I love what they do and how they do things. And, I mean, we've got to go to the All Blacks because they're the best. Yeah. And, and, I mean, they may not exactly. be champions right now, but they're, they're the best. And everyone, even you guys in Australia, have to admit that these guys are pretty sharp. Oh, yeah. That's – it's <laughs> – with the way I view rugby is is you're always fighting for second place and the All yeah. Blacks will win. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have – if they have a bad day, you're, you're in. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about that, and I said, I said to him, so this book, I said, basically it explains what the All Blacks do to make them win. 
And he goes, what's it called? I said, Legacy. And he goes, I'm going to go buy it as soon as we leave the shop. And I was like, wow, okay. And he, and he, he couldn't, he walked, we walked out the shop, we walked to the bookshop and it was on the shelf. So he brought it and he read it on the plane to Australia. Yeah, okay. He thought there might be something in there that could teach him something so he could be better at what he does. And that, that's the mindset to these guys. That's what it is right there. You're looking at somebody who can play, probably play paintball with a blindfold. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And listen to Ryan standing behind him telling him where to shoot, and he could probably still hit you. So he, he was that eager to learn something from somebody with – with a lesson for him to learn basically and that that's the thing he's the humble and you'll find the people that are the best at what they do and in, in all sport are always students of what they do and that's that that's the biggest thing i get out of out of yosh is that he just wanted to read that because there might be one sentence in there that he just picked something up he didn't know or think of that he could transfer to his paintball game and I think that's the difference right there. So I, I, um, he's always open. He always, they, they tell me whatever I want to know. They always do. They always, if they have an opinion on it, they'll, they'll let me know if I ask them. I mean, I can, I can um, messenger them whenever I like, and they just answer me back yeah. and tell me what I want to know. They're great. So they're all that's about. It. Those boys are all about making the sport better, which is what it should be about. You know, yeah, not keeping you know their their secrets just so Dynasty can win. They want they want the whole level to the the whole sport sorry to level up basically. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, they are. They're about taking this play the the sport global and making it as big as they can. And I mean, it's exactly what you said. You 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 nailed it on the head before. Like you're only going to be able to shoot so fast. You're only going to be able to shoot so accurate. You're only going to be able to you know know the layout, uh, layout of the field, whatever. Those those things are dialed in, and they're getting more dialed in because basically, I mean, you can click on the internet right now and click up Ryan, and he'll be coaching you through anything you want to know. You know what I mean? And all you got to do yeah, is like, get in that yeah. video, and you're going to learn the skill. Yeah, so, yeah. And so the only thing that's going to make you better now is your physicality and your mindset. Because the skill of the game is that's just practice. It's practicing your skills until you get it better. Now, the only way you're going to get them better once you get to a certain point is improve your improve your physical ability to improve on that. Because your body's only going to get out of it what you can put into it. And so, I mean, if you if you're rolling around with a v you know with a V dub body, <laughs> you're going to get V dub results. If you turn your body into a Ferrari, you know the next you're going to get the results of a Ferrari. I mean, that's probably the easiest way to explain it. And, and yeah. what I see on, on TV, now, there's a big difference. You see, you see B-dub bodies and you see V8 bodies, you know, <laughs> and then you see, then you see somebody that used to be a Ferrari and they're running around in a B-dub old Jag sort of deal, but their skill level's still that high that they're, that they're beating up on everybody else. So, I mean, yeah, well, there was a time, yeah, when the skill level sort of trumped. So you could get away with, with, you know, getting on the beers the night before and, and mm. eating junk food. Like I remember when I first started playing, my diet for, for the event was 
you know, I'd have a, a few cans of V and that was about it, a packet of chips maybe. And uh, as the events got, the level got harder and the points got longer and the, you know, went to three days for some events. That's, that's when I, you had to actually start eating real food and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, and then you had to start hitting the gym. It's, it's just a, a way that if you want to be, yeah, it's a professional sport now. It's, it's how people have to, have to, have to take, um, have to, uh, what am I trying to say? They, it's how they have to treat the, treat the sport. Is it? Yeah. With respect. Yeah, I mean, you, well, I mean, you look at the Super Seven Series right now, and some of those little names back that that they weren't quite there. I mean, there was there was SWAT, and you know, and um, that all sitting at the top of the ladder now. Now, now you can like Eskimo brothers and people like that, and um, sneaking up into the into the finals. But then, you know, you didn't see that a, a couple a season or even a two seasons or even a season ago, and now they're just starting to everything's leveling out. You know, Dave comes back and he's like, oh, my God, the tournament's getting so hard. They're getting yeah. so close. Can't afford to do anything. And that's what you want because your sport should be a test. And you're right, it's professional. And I, I think you've got to find an edge on that somehow. And generally, you've got to look at yourself to do that. You know, it's not a team thing, really. Because once your team's humming and you're playing and, and you're doing fine and you're sitting in and around the top, you know, you, you need consistency with that and you have to look at yourself and see what you can say, what can I offer the team? Am I at my best? Is is this, what can I do more? And generally that means getting in the gym and taking care of your nutrition, you know, doing the right thing so that you can squeeze more out of you so, so, so that you have a solid platform to lay the skills down that you do practice on the field. Well, speaking uh, of... Uh, you know, you said hitting the gym. Speaking speaking of that, like, what sort of if someone at home's listening, you know, they they say, well, I want to start doing it. What what kind of things should they be looking to to get into uh, when they go into the gym? Is it just lifting weights or or yeah, what, what should they yeah. do? I th- I think with paintball um, specifically, or well, all sport really, you need you need to get a solid foundation of strength to start with. Because everything comes off strength. Um, probably my my favourite mantra is weak things break. Um, it, it's pretty much what it is. Um, you want to limit you want to limit the risk of injury, and you do that by training in the gym. That's the that's the first and foremost thing that you need to do is make sure you're not getting injured so that you can keep playing. I mean, like you say, tournaments are long now. They're hard. They're in the heat. They get pretty intense, and the last thing you want to do is have an injury, which puts you off the park. So that that limits your team. So you got to build a solid strength foundation to begin with, and and uh, even before that, you need to build an aerobic base. So you need you need to be doing some sort of cardio regular, just to get your aerobic fitness up, so that you're not breathing too heavy. Um, then you need to add a strength base to that so that you have some power, so you can move fast. Um, and yeah, like I said, weak things break. If you get stronger, then you're not going to break so easy. Um, then from that, you need you need to have uh, agility, flexibility. So, and I guess in sport, it's a four-rounder thing, and that's where people get confused. They, they still go in the gym, and they train like bodybuilders. Um, yeah. You, you have to... 
like I mean that that's what brought the gym in and into the eyes of everybody was sort of Arnold and pumping iron and in the bodybuilding scene. But you yeah. got it, you got to put that aside and think, why am I here? I play sport, so I need to train like an athlete. Um, there's enough of that online to be able to sort of steer you in the right direction if you look in the right places. Um, places like if you if you look up Joe DeFranco, he's got a if you just go to Google and you type in Limber 11, so that's L-I-M-B-E-R 11, that is something I ask all my athletes to do every day. It's basically, okay. it's, a, it's a, like, I mean, Blake Yarber's got that link. He does this to try and keep him on the park as well. Because um, you got you got to think with these these guys from America that are flying over to you, they, they get on a plane and they're sitting in a plane for how many hours? Yeah, then like they get off playing and they yeah. yeah, then they're expected to play paintball that afternoon, you know, or the next day. So their bodies are all jacked up. So the key the key to being able to actually perform in the first place has been in in a position to do that no matter what your physicality is. So that that's where the limber eleven comes in. It's basically a foam roller and a ball and a couple of goofy little sort of exercises and I mean you can laugh at them but this guy is one of the top NFL combine trainers on the planet and I've looked at numerous numerous professional athletes and they go oh we just do the limber 11 it keeps me on the park so that's a good place to start right there it'll start to sort out some of your flexibility and agility issues um you can use that as a warm-up it only takes about seven minutes and then you can get into your into your sort of gym program after that. So that that's a good thing to start. Start doing the Limber 11. I, I highly recommend that. Um, well, speaking of, you know, you said the Limber 11 and the guy was a NFL combine player. Is there, you know, it, and you said that there's a lot of things out there. Is there other sports that you've found that are quite similar in skill set to, to paintball that, that you can get a lot of, you know, watching watching that kind of sport like? I don't know. I think I think all sports are. I mean, I think all sports like the biggest the biggest thing that I find that people I still argue with people about this now and, and I mean I get my information from I mean, I don't make this shit up. I get it from everywhere, <laughs> right? So I, I'm not gonna be dumb enough to second guess the experts on this sort of thing and then the guys that I get in it from aren't dumb enough to second guess the people they get it from so I use it it works I keep it if I don't I throw it away um if you look at sport in a whole you the key aspect to sport is power okay um power speed so so one of the sayings I've heard is like if you're not fast you're sitting on the bench (laughs) which is pretty much true these days um and if you're not fast I mean, on a paintball field you're going to get shot <laughs> exactly and you're going to be on the bench you're not you're no good to anybody unless you're fast so so it's power i mean there's no such thing as a rugby specific program or a tennis specific program or a paintball specific program really there's nothing because my job's not to make you better at shooting a paintball marker, it's 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 getting you into the physical condition to be better at shooting your paintball marker. 
and and that's where you can look at all sports. I mean, if you look at say uh, George Gregan playing halfback for the Wallabies, I'll, I'll talk about that. Not that I like talking about the Australian rugby team too much. But go there. So we'll use George Gregan as as an example, standing at the back of the scrum. Um, with his legs apart, hands on the ball. What's he do? He's gonna, he's gonna put his hands on the ball. He's gonna look to where he's gonna pass it. He's gonna fire that ball like a bullet to that person. Um, probably not quite as fast as Aaron Smith can get it there, but he'll fire it, there. <laughs> and then he'll follow the ball. You know, and then he'll go from that one to the next one. He's already picked his path. He knows where he's going. He knows exactly what he's doing. If you stand with the marker on the wall. So that buzzer goes, you're going to turn your head and you're going to go to wherever you're, you've been told to go, wherever your position off the break is. It's exactly the same thing. You know what I mean? It's yeah, exactly no, definitely. Yeah, it's it's exactly. I, didn't, I never thought about it like that before. It's, it's a um, way, good way to put it. Yeah, and I mean, sports just sport, all sports just have different tempos. I mean, you could do the same on a tennis court. You can, you can serve, then you you're going to read what's coming at you, then you're going to move to that position. You're going to take your shot, then you're going to move to the next position. So it, it's all the same. And being able to do that at pace is, is the key. So, I mean, powers powers everything in sport. And the only way to get, get powerful and get faster is to get stronger. You know, I mean, that, that's been proven time and time again. With like, <laughs> I was listening to a guy... Um, Dr. Romanoff, he's a sports scientist. He's a really, really old sports scientist. And and he was talking about speed, and he's like, the fastest players on the planet train the fastest. And then he says, the strongest <laughs> players on the planet lift the heaviest. And you're like, oh, wow, shit, is that easy? It really is. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it well, there comes. you go. We can just stop, we can just stop now. That's it's it, done. <laughs> it, just, it is. It is, mate. Honestly, you go into the gym, you lift something heavy, and then you put it into practice. It's that easy. And I mean, and in sport, you just got to be a little bit clever because you need the conditioning. So, I mean, it, it's summing it up really quick. You go in the gym, you lift something heavy, you move fast, and you get sweaty and out of breath. You've done your job for the day. Yeah, I mean, okay. the details inside that need to be tuned up a little bit. That's about as basic as it goes. So... so- well, I was just going to say, like, we've talked a, a fair bit about the gym now. Do uh, we've brought up a couple of times nutrition? Do you have any anything to, um, you know, anything to add about that? Like, what what an athlete should be eating? Yeah, bas- basically, um, basically with food, you're only you're only as good as what you eat. I mean, you can you can eat McDonald's and go to the gym, and you're still going to have a crappy performance. So, <laughs> you know, you need. I mean, you you need to get a decent sleep for a start because that's the foundation of everything. So nutrition, gym work, everything starts with sleep. If you don't sleep, you're going to be behind the eight ball right away. Um, then the nutrition is probably second on the list. You'd start with sleep at the bottom and then that that's your foundation. Then you go to nutrition. So nutrition is pretty easy. Um, pretty much if it's, if it smiles or, or, or used to have a face, you can eat it. <laughs> If it grows in a garden or on a tree, you can eat it. If it's uh, a single single ingredient food source, you can eat it. So that would mean buying 
cashew nuts, not dry, roasted, salted cashew nuts. Okay. Um, things like that. So basically, nutrition is pretty simple. It's it, it's that. Um, I think you you just need to stay away from processed and and packaged food. Like human human beings as a whole, we've got a pretty good pretty good sense on how to fuck things up. To be honest. <laughs> I yeah, mean, yeah. we touch Definitely something. We, yeah, I mean, we we touch something. We tend to wreck it. So, um, the more the more closer to to the way it was originally grown, or you know, the better. So, I think in in New Zealand we're definitely lucky because you can still walk into the supermarket and buy buy butchered meat that was only sort of been hung on the, out the back of the butcher shop sort of a week ago. Yep. You know, the meat's still pretty fresh. Um, I'm not sure what it's like in Australia, but oh, it um, depends. Depends if you're if uh, closer to the city, it's yeah, the yep. cities are getting bigger. But I'm a little yep. bit further out near Action, like near the paintball field, so it's we're still a bit we're semi-rural here still. So yeah, same. I've got cows at the end of my street. So oh, I, nice. I know, I know where they end up. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you a funny thing. Um, Blake, Blake was here one time and uh. I thought I says to Yava, I says, oh, we'll go for a walk. And um, cause M's M's work, works as a cleaner, and she was up cleaning some guy's house, and uh, they're right on the outskirts of town, up in the hill. And Fielding's not a big place, so we we decided to go for a stroll. I thought I'd just show him Fielding, and um, he was right into it, being out of the city. <laughs> we walked, and um, we got to where we're going, and he and, and you could he could see a paddock at, at the end of the road. He's like, what's up there? And I said, paddocks, farms. He goes, farms? You're kidding me. And I go, nah, I'll, I'll tell you what, we'll go get the car and we'll go for a drive. So anyway, we got up there and Em had finished. So we took him for a little drive, just like a minute out of town sort of deal, just out of town and around yep. back down. And um, it was like a five-minute loop. And he was completely blown away. He was like, are those cows? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And he was like, oh, my God. He goes, man. Back where we come from, the farms are concrete. He goes, you go in the supermarket and the meat's a funny colour. you got to, like, look at it. And I was like, wow. So we, t- we took them out to this place just out of town and um, they've got fresh milk straight out of the vat. So yeah. it's all good milk. You just walk in walk in there and you put, like, two bucks in the machine and it, and it gives you a, your bottle and you go over to the vat and you fill it up. And he go. was blind. He's standing in there drinking this milk, boy, and he's going, "Dave, Dave, have you seen this? Have you, have you been out?" <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that—that's the thing. You, we got to, we got to think ourselves lucky that we can still do what we do. I mean, obviously, like you're just saying, you still got cows down the end of the street. That—that's something that, you know, in time might not be there, and in America, it's definitely not there. So, we're we're lucky. We have no excuse not to be eating a healthy diet. So you know, getting getting that good beef in you, you know, things like that, beef, uh, chicken, um, veggies, fruit. If you, if you're doing that and you're doing that regular, you, you're pretty much nailed it on the head. And I mean, just ignore the diet trends. There's so many diet trends, but just think there's if you see a new diet trend on the internet or somewhere, someone's trying to make money. And at the end of the day, it just comes down to eating healthy food and eating it regular, you know. And I mean, as, as a performance space, you've got to remember if you're playing paintball on Friday 
and you had crappy food on Thursday, it's still going to affect you on Friday. You, you need to be eating good food and um, that, that'll keep your mind clear so that you're, that you're avail, a, able to uh, process what's going on faster as well. Because, I mean, it, the, the thing that crappy food really does to you is it makes you lethargic and makes you think lethargic. And um, it's just not conducive to having a good performance, really. So, yeah. Well, that's it. That yeah. Normally, the cheaper the food is, you know, you start going to like your your fast food restaurants and all that. It's just heavily, heavily processed. So, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, and then at the Millennium Series, I, I was blown away in Chantilly. Like, you could literally walk over and get barbecue burgers for like, it was like three euro or something and you could go over and they had these massive ground beef patties and that you just go buy a burger off the thing. Yeah. Um, between them and the croissants, I think I put about five kilo on while I was there. I was just blown away. It was literally, the food was amazing at the event. There wasn't anything cheap and nasty around. So they, they were, they were quite clued up with that. The French is slightly different. So they, they, yeah. they eating quite a quite a healthy diet over there so not like us <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's like a, a little bit unrelated but yeah we did you know speaking about america i was only watching something on tv yesterday and um it was a it was a guy at the gym and he was saying like he used to be really really fat and he said because you know he was quite poor growing up he said the cheapest thing that they could afford the only thing that they could afford was takeaway and we were just having a look at, at our country and the difference between well here a McDonald's meal is actually sometimes more expensive than 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 a, a you know a decent meal from a from a restaurant so it's 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 we're, I think we're lucky that that thing it, it actually costs a bit more over here and 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 like you said healthy and uh, simple foods are actually easy to easy to get you can still buy them from the supermarket um, yeah, yeah we are lucky and and that's the other thing I mean we try really hard here to um grow veggies in our garden and stuff like that so i mean we just shifted which is a bummer with the whole covid19 going on because the house we moved from was set up we had lettuces and tomatoes and everything growing out the back there and we had yeah we have to start again we'd be we'd be right into them right now wouldn't have to go to the supermarket but yeah the lady who brought our place will be happy but um but i mean that that's the thing if you got room just plant some veggies because at the end of the day, even in the supermarket, you don't know what spray's been on what. So, I mean, we're, we're pretty good. We'll put a spray on a, on a banana so in a box in Mexico so it doesn't die of whatever before it gets to New Zealand. But, I mean, all that stuff leaches into the, into the fruit. And, I mean, in the long run, it's probably not that great for us, so... You know, I mean, just trying to be as healthy as you can and, and make healthier choices. And then, I mean, if you if it, it all goes back to looking at the at the boys at the top of the game, if you look at every single one of them, they're not carrying any luggage. None of them have got any fat on them. I mean, they're, they're absolute athletes. And oh yeah, you know, Dave's a testament to Dave Hopkins. That is a, te- yeah. a testament to to someone that um yeah, you know, I've just from when I first saw him on the field to just slowly watch him change like event to event and just get out there. He, he might be breathing hard at the end of a few points, but yeah. he's still ready to go charge down that field and, and take people out. It's, it's just great to see, you know, and he's not the youngest 
uh, player out there either. It's it's um, yeah, it's good to, to you can actually see you can see the hard work paying off for him. Yeah, um, the thing the thing with Davis when I first met him, I actually thought this guy is going to either die of a heart attack or I'm going to kill him by accident. And he used to have nightmares before he came to the gym to see me. He used to wake up and he'd be like, I was, I woke up in a cold sweat thinking about what the hell is that prick going to do to me at the gym today? <laughs> and he still came. He still came. He still come. And then, and I mean, we whipped him right down to about 109 kilos for the, for the, for the first year in that Millennium Series. And that was simply because his dream had come true. Yeah. Was like, I get to go and play professional paintball. And he, and I mean, they worked their ass off to get that, to get that um, opportunity. They've done something that no one from this region's ever done before. I know. You know the, I, people have done it individually, but I've never seen a team, uh, a whole team, go over and yeah, they had the help of, of the dynasty guys, but um, yeah. I, I think that they they did it off their own backs, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that comes down if you know Ryan, like I know Ryan, you know Ryan, and if Ryan thinks you ain't worth it. He won't give you the time of, of, of day, you know. He's not going to waste his time. He'll be polite to you, but he's yeah. not going to waste his time helping you if you don't want, if you can't be helped. He's not, you know, you you actually have to earn the respect of these boys for them to help you. I mean, they're they're not just going to help nobody, you know. They're not just going to come and help anybody. You have to put in the work. And, I mean, Dave puts in the work. I mean, that, that year... He was getting off the plane from wherever they played. It could be London. He'd be off the plane at God knows what time at night. He was still at the gym the next morning. He did not care. He was training, and he would be at the gym the next morning. I mean, just recently, his fitness and his conditioning's probably slipped a little, but that's just because business is, is flowing for him over here. He works hard at business. He works hard in the gym. He works hard at paintball i mean i don't know if people realize what he actually has to do each day i mean he runs a he runs a very very successful company um i mean when i met him he was driving in a steamer van now he drives an audi r8 and that's <laughs> not not coincident that's his hard work and um he's he's he bought a paddock and he practically went out and rolled the paddock himself put in the poles himself, put the nets up himself, got the scoreboard up, you know, cleared all the trees. He pretty much, he didn't hire anyone to do it. He went out there and did it all himself. And the reason he did it is he wants paintball to go. He wants it to go off. He's trying to make it bigger. He's he's offering clinics to the kids in the in the town. He's um, having um, groups coming in from around the area to do sort of like a corporate sessions and things like that. And um, the guy's like crazy, crazy busy. And all he all he does is breathe paintball. He works and he breathes paintball. I'm pretty sure he only works so he can play paintball. <laughs> yeah, it is an expensive sport, and and I always that's I always have so much respect for anyone that has you know the the I guess balls for a better better word yeah. um, to go out and and put their own money into a field like something that could just disappear overnight for other people to come and enjoy it's it's such yeah. a good a good thing uh, anyone that's any paintball field owner anywhere i think is just it's they've done so much more for the sport than than any player has they've just that big step you know yeah giving somewhere where we can go and enjoy uh 
enjoy what we love because without fields, I know New Zealand's a little bit different. You guys, the laws are slightly more relaxed, but here you you can't pick up a gun unless you're at a paintball field. Yeah, um, yeah. So so well, while we're on that sort of subject, I'd just like to get you know as a as an outsider of the sport, someone that that didn't really come through the the playing ranks. How do you, how what's your sort of perspective of paintball and and was it easy for you to understand at first? Yeah, I um, it was, it was. Uh, I I was lucky. I was watching you guys straight off the bat. So, um, I think my first first thing first ever thing he showed me was a Super Sevens um series uh, game, and I was just like, whoa, you know. And you guys make it easy. You make it easy to understand. I think your cameras are amazing. Um. Watching, watching the boys when they went to the Millennium Series for the first time. And, uh, what was that? The NXL or something back then? I can't remember. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, NXL Europe. I think it is. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, Europe. yeah NXL Europe. Um, your guys' cameras were far easier to watch the game. I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> they were. Yeah, that's from my perspective. Um, I found the game a lot boring, more boring to watch over there, simply because the camera angles weren't great. Um, you guys, you guys do a really, really good job with the camera angles, and I think that makes it easy to watch and easy to understand. And you're always pointing stuff out, which I think is is the key. Because I mean, it's all good to have, you know, five thousand more people watching the event that day on online, but you want those five thousand people to come back, and the only way they're going to come back is if you educate them on the feed. And you guys do a pretty good job of doing it because I mean they'll just watch it and then they'll be like I can't understand this because the game happens fast. Um, and I think I think what you're doing is great because I think it's um, like for me it's preferred viewing. I love watching it, cool. and and that's not just because I know a lot of the players, but you know it's I just enjoy the I, I enjoy the combat if you know what I mean. Yeah, oh, I, I love cool. watching it too. I'm glad to, that I have that opportunity now where I can sit back and watch. You can watch yeah. the games unfold and you get a good storyline almost out of out of each out of yeah. each game and each point. Yeah, and I mean, when the pressure's on, you know, you get down to the, the you know, three-second points and stuff. Yeah. And like, you know what's going to happen. You're like, okay, these guys are just, they have to come forward. There's no, no two ways about it. This is going to be really exciting because... When that happens, anything can happen, you know. If you come forward and your first few balls hit the mark, yeah, you can take that point if you're clever. But if you come forward and 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 you know straight off the break you miss, yeah, it could you could be sitting sitting on the on the bench watching the finals. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that it. Yeah. Training in the first place, whether whether you're conditioned enough to sort of step up to that to that thing but i mean i think it's amazing I, I i just love watching it i think it's you guys do a really really good job i i think your guys footage is better than most so oh thanks yeah. thanks very much yeah. and it's yeah. you know i was mike, sort of spoiled oh sorry <laughs> i was just gonna say mike's doing a really really good job of that it's, it's outstanding eh? yeah so. mike and adam you know while yeah. we're while we're here i'll just say yeah massive thanks to those guys they they poured a lot into that stream and it's it's good that you it's you know as someone that grew up just down the road from from action, I sort of was a bit spoiled. Uh, you know, yeah. I could just drive ten minutes down the road and there there was the field. But it's good that you know we get Dave's mum tuning in and stuff. People, yeah. you guys are able to to cheer on 
teams that you're sending over and it's it's good it's it's showing more i don't think we've ever seen this many new zealand uh base teams coming over to sydney it's it's great i think you'll be Um, getting more too from the sounds of yesterday um the thing the thing with the expendables they they've had nowhere to practice really a lot of the times they're coming over to play in the super sevens of off a weekend training with blake pretty much and um (laughs) That, like yeah, they have to go okay. to a paintball field that's sort of out in the wops and off to the side over on the way to Palmy, and the guy over there is not always agreeable with them all the time. So now that Dave's got this paintball field up and running, I mean his paintball field's mint. You could hold an international event on there without a doubt. It's it's awesome. And now that they've got that, they're able to get out there every day. And um, I mean Thomas Young Thomas is he he's in the house at the field so he's he's based there and um yeah, okay. house and, and sheds all around the place so they brought a like a digger steamroller and stuff to do the fields and so i mean tom just has to walk out the back door now and he's he's out on the he's out on the park and go shoot you know he lives and tom, at a paintball field imagine that <laughs> yeah he lives at a paintball field exactly one of my sons lives out there with him so that and um Ivan and Blake get out there. Ivan's Ivan's a lunatic. He really is. <laughs> he, he he like what did you do last night, Ivan? He might say I oh, Xbox and watch paintball. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. And he'll be out there with his he'll be out there with his marker just constantly practicing. I mean that kid has got so much potential. You know him him and Thomas being the young bucks. Um, I can't see why those boys can't be playing in the NXL at some stage. The They've got it right there, you know. They're in the right position, and it, it's just time and dedication for me for those boys. Watching the difference between them from when I first met them and started training them to now, um, Thomas has gone from a little boy to a man. I mean, I think that shows on in his game on the paintball field now. He's uh, he gets down snake side and he's he can be pretty dangerous. So, and I mean, yeah. I noticed Expendables used to use him. He wasn't always the first pick for the snake, but now he's when he's on on the field, he he can just destroy. Yeah, he's he's matured amazingly, and I challenge him. I challenge him big time. That was what the biggest thing with Thomas was. He was young, he was fit, he's reasonably strong. I um he just was he, he's a typical teenager. He, he's he, he didn't know how to work hard. Um, <laughs> and that's the that's the thing right now. We grew up in a different world, you know. We we grew up in a completely different world. Hard work was hard work, and um, now it's not so much for the for the for the teenagers. So I challenge him. I mean, he'll come in and I go, "How's your legs?" And he goes, "Oh, that's all." Okay, cool. We're doing legs because <laughs> <laughs> I want to see how he reacts to that. I want to put him in awkward positions and awkward situations. And I mean, we we get a thirty degree day in here. We have got air conditioning in the gym. We I, I I'm straight out in the sun. I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, it's too hot out there. I'm like, yeah, but how hot is it when you get to Aussie? Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is pretty muggy over here sometimes. It's a different heat to, to, than you guys. Yeah, you, yeah. You're, you're lucky. And I mean, if it's pissing down with rain, you play paintball in the rain. Well, yeah, you do sometimes. Get out in the rain, you know. And and that just steals his mind, and that's where his game started to improve. It, it's making his mind stronger. So he gets into situations that he used to freak out at. Now he doesn't. And I mean, he used to panic when Ryan would suit, you know, give him a serve. Now he doesn't. He knows better. He knows Ryan's just trying to improve his game, you know. And 
in the middle of a paintball field, if, if Ryan's yelling at you, you need to listen and you need to do what he tells you to do instead of panicking and going, oh, my God, Ryan's yelling at me. So the, these are the small differences that he gets out of the gym. It's um, He's already physically quite quite good. Um, I have to work on his flexibility a bit and his strength a bit, so we do that. But it's strengthening his mind is, is, is the one with him, whereas, whereas uh, Ivan's completely different. Ivan Ivan's blood's got paint paint in it. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's fanatical, which is great because he's the driver. He he's the driver. Let's go and train. Let's go and train. Let's go and train. You know. And Dave, Dave's Dave's the man at the top. And like you say, Dave's getting older. But um, I mean, he's he's had it rough probably this year, just just because business has taken off so much for him. So he doesn't get to train as much as he as he wants to or he should. And I mean. You know, he's getting on a bit now, but like I say, he's just got to run to that wall. So, <laughs> Dave, all you got to do is run to the wall, mate. <laughs> Once you're in well, the wall, uh, you're good. <laughs> well, well, speaking of getting on a bit, we're, we're starting to run out of out of time a little bit. So just before we go, just just a couple of things from you. Um, you know, if if someone here back in, uh, in Australia or even around New Zealand are uh, tuning in, you know, wanted to get some more information from you or maybe do some online coaching. Is that something that you offer? Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm up for anything. Um, yeah, you can contact me on Messenger, just like Kane Reed, look me up, you'll see me. Um, Messenger me or there's KR Performance Training um, on Facebook. I basically use Facebook. I, I, I get over the internet pretty quick, so... You start getting Facebook and Instagram and everything. I started an Instagram. There's actually a bit of footage on there from uh, Yosh and that it, I started it when we were at the Millennium Series and then I sort of just got over it because it's you, all, you, all you do is post all day. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there is a little bit of value. If you look up um, car performance training on Instagram, you'll catch a couple of little golden nuggets with Yosh and uh, Ryan at the start of my Instagram page, but um, basically on Facebook, if you message me on there, I have a online sort of training thing that I run through Facebook. So yeah, um, it's called the Lions Den, and uh, basically yeah, the Lions Den. So basically, it's called the Lions Den because I mean, a lion can be lying in the sun, and a lion just gets up and decides I'm going to kill you now, and it does. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the way I think my athletes. That's how I train my athletes. So, literally, you turn around and say to say to Thomas, "Let's go out and play paintball right now." He'll be like, "Okay, I'm good. Let's go." You know what I mean? There's no preparation. There's no nothing needed. You're you're, you're ready to go all the time, every time at your best. So, that's why it's called the Lions Den. Lions. Yeah, are well, awesome. Well, Walter. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, the king of the jungle. <laughs> yeah, Lions the king of the jungle. So that's why it's that. That's what we want our athletes to be. But, I mean, you can find me there. That's the easiest way. Message me pretty much through Facebook. Um, yeah, KR Performance Training. Look me up. At yeah, phone. awesome. Send me a message. Well, um, tell me what you're up to, and we'll, we'll have a chat and figure out what we can do to help. Yeah, well, I'll chuck all, uh, all that in the show notes as well so people can uh, can find it there too. Um, yeah. So I, I've got a pretty good uh, idea of who you're going to say, but I'm, I'm asking all my guests if they could let me know someone that they would like to hear on the podcast, maybe someone that, uh, you know, from your neck of the woods that you, you think people might like to hear their story. From here, I, I think um, obviously Dave, 
Dave is a master on your podcast. Because, I mean, in, in paintball in New Zealand, that guy has got to be the godfather of paintball in New Zealand. Because, I mean, he's pretty much taken over everything here. And, I mean, he's looking, if, if, if the COVID-19 wasn't around, where were you guys going to be this weekend? You know, you would have oh, been. Yeah, we had teams yeah, flying we would, over. We would be, yeah, we would have been doing this face-to-face just about, you know. Um, he's, <laughs> he's got an event plan with Dynasty's plan. So, in wow. filming. That's, that's cool. ridiculous. So, yeah. I mean, it's, he's planning that with the boys. So, I mean, you've got to talk to Dave. But I think another person I would want to talk to is, is Ivan, honestly. Getting Ivan on there, he's a bit shy. You might have to coax him into it. But I reckon you'd get quite an interesting <laughs> story from him, to be honest. Okay. I mean, this is, this is a kid that's um, sort of just jumped into paintball because his boss plays paintball. And he's travelled the world doing it, you know? So he works with Dave, does he? Yeah, he oh, works for Dave. All of them do. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. I, I didn't. The Christensen brothers and Tom obviously works for his dad. So there's Dave, Dave, Dave owns uh, Custom Blinds. And um, so Blake and Ivan work for him. And Thomas yeah. is working there now as well. So, yeah. <laughs> Davey All's just over. So the whole business shuts down. Yeah, they do, mate. That's the part. That's why he's so. So busy when he gets back is because when they're playing Millennium Series, they're never at work. <laughs> they're going to super sets <laughs> and they're all around Europe. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know how he does it and still get to the gym in the morning. But, yeah, I reckon um, having a chat to Ivan would be would be pretty interesting. I'd love to hear that because um, I actually think him talking to you would make him a better paintball player too, you know, okay. just – well, I'll definitely uh, add him add him to the list. It's uh he's someone that we we talk about quite a lot on the on the pod uh, on the webcast. But yeah, to be honest, I haven't really had many. Most of the guys on the expendables have had some chats with, but he's always like you said, he's a bit quieter and just always doing his own thing. Probably probably thinking about paintball. Yeah, he does. He's a really nice guy and he and he is quiet and he's unassuming. But I think um, his story is amazing. What he, I mean, he's been more international airports than. Than most people I know, <laughs> and it's all with a paintball bag, dragging an HK Army bag behind him, you know. Yeah. We we I we were going to Paris. I keep losing him. I lost him in Dubai because I already knew where he was going. He was gone. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I mean, there's a little boy from Felding, little boy from Felding, got a job at Custom Lines and he's travelled the world, you know. So I think what a, what a story. I don't think many people have done that. <laughs> Well, he's, he he will be able to best inspire. job in the world. I know, mate. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, he's on the he's on the cusp as well. It's his decision whether he wants to go even further right now. So I mean, I'm pretty sure if he if he gave Blake a call, he'd be in Mexico playing paintball or whatever when 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 all the airways are open and stuff. It wouldn't take much for him to kick off to the next level. So. Well, yeah. I'd say after this uh, after this episode, as Dave uh, Hopkins might have some job applications coming his way. I would say so. Like I said to him, I said to him, you need to get a PA, mate. You're working too hard. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I think yeah, Dave, Dave, Dave is definitely the man for sure. He's he's. I'm thankful that I get to train him just because he's a good guy and and what I've learned and what I've known. I'm talking to you. I'm on a podcast. I love podcasts. So talking to you, and that's all because of Dave and his, his dedication to a sport. And uh, he he wants to be the best, and he's starting to realise that he's getting on a bit, and and 
every year he tells me I'm not playing Super Sevens. I'm not playing Millennium. And yep, okay, okay, Dave, cool. Because <laughs> he, he can't put his market down. <laughs> well, I guess he's, he has found you know other outlets to to give back to the sport, and that's that's another reason why I'm <clears throat> part of me doing this podcast is same thing, just trying to get bring everyone together and. <clears throat> oh, I'm losing my voice and and put the yeah just just put these stories out there. So thanks yeah. a lot, Kane, for for giving up your time and and coming on and giving your insights about you know what for someone that's an outside perspective. It's you put a lot of thought, a lot more thought than I think a lot of players have probably into into the sport. So thanks for taking the time and chatting with us. That, that that's the message here, though. I mean. Just just on on a last note, I think everybody needs to look at the sport and realise that it is a professional sport, so treat it that way. It's not just, you know, if you're playing in the professional league in Super 7s now, you're playing with some of the best players on the planet. So you need to pinch yourself and, and realise the opportunity that, you, opportunity that you have that a lot of other people haven't got and make the most of it. Don't just take it as a joke. Like, actually get in and do some training. Look at these guys online and see what they do behind the scenes. And um, that's how paintball will grow, you know? That's what I think anyway. Yeah, awesome. No, it's some profound words. That's, it's, uh, yeah, you've, you've, I wish I was still uh, playing. I think I would have probably had about 100 things that I could take away from the, from you from this, uh, from this episode to go and work on. So, yeah, right. thanks so much. Anytime, yeah. mate. You know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks. Yeah, thanks a lot for stopping by, and and it's always good to see you dropping in and and tuning in on the webcast as well. So I'm sure we'll after all this virus issues have gone and paintball kicks yeah. off again over here, we'll we'll be able to to see you tuning in again. Well, that's it. Bigger, bigger, and stronger. Um, and that's the thing. If you know, if you're in isolation, mate, you don't have to shoot your paintball. Just get your marker and practice quick draws and things like that you know practice getting into positions i've watched videos of blake doing it in his hallway <laughs> you know the guy's crazy i've seen him rolling through like sliding through his uh, kitchen his <laughs> <laughs> so i mean that's what these guys do so i mean if you're if, if you if you have to get into the 14-day isolation or whatever hey you just got an opportunity to practice so do it do some push-ups do some squats or something so yeah Go at it. Never time to relax. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) You know, plenty of time for that when we're all dead, which might be soon, so you might as well enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we might leave it there. Thanks thanks so much, Kane, for tuning in and, uh, and chatting to us. I'll speak to you soon. Okay. Thanks, mate. See you later. Thanks once again to Kane for calling in and joining us on the show. My first international guest means a lot and also trying to bring a different perspective for everyone out there, someone else that enjoys the sport, not as a player, but someone on the outside. So I hope you guys got a lot from that interview. If you want to get some more reading done, uh, Kane talked about Limber 11. I'll have uh, links to that in the show notes and also uh, Kane's Lion Den if you guys want to do some of that online training. And another big thank you to everyone for tuning in and checking out the show. Once again, I'm blown away by the amount of support, the comments. It just means so much to me. So thank you guys. Keep that coming. We've got plenty more guests lined up, ready for some more shows coming up in the future. Thanks once again for tuning in. I'm Scott, and this is Down Under Paintball.